you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 277 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are going over the Astros beatdown of the A's once again, because that's fun. Uh, we're going to go just really quickly over that. I got some fun stats, uh, stats to share with you guys from that. And uh, we're going to look at these, the A's schedule moving forward because it gets so much easier. Uh, so we should be able to rack up some wins here coming up. And then I got some uh, some minor league stuff that I want to talk about. Uh, AJ Puck made an appearance. How did he do? What's his timeline like? Let's talk about it. So that's uh, segment two. And in the third segment, we're getting you ready for the A's and Angels series. First time seeing the Troutless Angels this season. So uh, let's get ready for that matchup as well. But uh, before I get into anything else, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me today on Friday to get in on the action. I'll have more about that a little bit later. But uh, Locker Room changing the way we talk sports and also make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts uh, follow us on social media at locked on A's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and in the locker room app and if you have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com so let's talk about the a's eight to four loss to the astros uh, I flipped the scores in my notes, but I knew I know who won. I had A's eight, Astros four. I I, I knew it, I was being optimistic. It didn't happen, but anyways, the loss drops them to twenty six and nineteen, and this is the first time that the A's are now out of first place since April eighteenth. So it's been over a month. It got kind of comfy up there after that zero and six start. So uh, oh well, they're now half a game back of the Houston Astros, and that that lead is just insurmountable. Let's let's overreact. About that like a lot because the Astros, another good team in baseball, are leading the team that we root for by a half of a game with four months left. Uh, I think that that, you know, whatever, it's fine. They've been beating up on the divisional opponents for uh, for a while now. So let's get the ace some of those wins because I'm going to talk about their schedule here coming up in just a minute. But uh, back to just this game from uh, Thursday, just real quick. The A's had their chances to make this one a little bit closer. Uh, Tony Kemp had a really nice game. He had a bat with the bases loaded and uh, he grounded out. So uh, it not Tony Kemp's fault that he had a game of his own. He kept the A's in, in the game for the most part. Uh, Seth Brown hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth, which made it eight to four instead of eight to three. So that was cool. Maybe that home run gets him going because he had been struggling. Uh, Cole Irvin in this game went five innings, gave up eight hits, five earned runs. He walked two, which is insane because he does not walk people. He struck out one and Really, his command just was not there this game. He is a guy that relies not on stuff, but on command and placement. And you saw, uh, you know, Sean Murphy behind the dish setting up, you know, low. I want this at the bottom of the strike zone. And he's missing outside, like uh, uh, to a right-handed batter, like in the left-handed batter's box. He did not have his command. And I mean, he he gave up five runs in five innings, but it could have been worse because his stuff does not allow him a lot of leeway for, you know, missing spots. So, you know. It could have been worse, I guess, is what I'm going with. But uh, 
It is usually worse against Houston for him because in three starts against the Astros, he now has a 7.98 ERA on the season, and against everybody else, he has a 1.89 ERA in six starts. So he is uh, he he's not good against Houston, but he can face anybody else. And fun fun thing, they're facing everybody but Houston for the next two months. So get excited about some wins coming the A's way coming up. Uh, also, just one note from this series, the A's scored in 11 of 27 innings, which if you think about it, that's really good. That is a lot of it. That's almost a one every two innings. That's You're scoring a run, at least a run, in almost every other inning. Uh, the, the downside of this is they only scored one run in each of those 11 innings. So you got to put up, put up some crooked numbers if you're facing the Astros. They're a very good team. They like to add on, especially against the A's bullpen. And uh, they just did not put up those crooked numbers. They did not come up with that big hit. And uh, that was really my takeaway from this game in particular. Uh, Wednesday's game was a little bit lopsided. That one was whatever. And the A's had a good game where they scored uh, six runs in six innings on Tuesday. That was a wonderful game. They used the good bullpen. Everything was fantastic. And uh, this one, they just did not get the big hit. They had a couple of opportunities to make it at least a one-run game, if not tie it up. Uh, they just did not get that that one singular hit that they needed. So that kind of stinks. So with that loss, the A's are now 3-7 and seven against Houston this season and against everybody else that they've played. They are 23-12. So that is a 657 winning percentage against anybody else. Or, you know, if you want to put it in wins over the course of a season, terms, that is 106 win pace. So they are a dominant force outside of playing Houston. And uh, good news, they only face Houston nine more times this season. So uh, yeah, they, they got way more games against people that are not the Houston Astros than they do against teams that are the Houston Astros. And I know that you're like, oh, well, if you can't compete with Houston, how are you going to win in the playoffs? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't think that both these teams are going to make the playoffs. One of these teams is going to make it. And for the A's, uh, they got to beat everybody else and then do whatever they can against Houston. It does not matter. Uh, just keep Houston out of the playoffs, I think, is the, the main goal for the Oakland Athletics right now. And then also, you know, make some upgrades towards the trade deadline, but uh, just make sure that they don't make it. Beat them if you have to and, you know, kick them while they're down, uh, hopefully that last uh, week of the season. But yeah, they're a 657 win winning percentage team against everybody else currently. I mean, they haven't faced like the White Sox or the Yankees yet, but, and those are the other two juggernaut teams, but they've got some games against Detroit left. They've got uh, you know, two series against the Kansas City Royals, so that should be a lot of fun because they are floundering. So yeah, let's let's talk about the next eight series. This is 25 games coming up for these. The next 25 games, the next almost month of their schedule right now. They get the Angels this weekend, followed by the Mariners, followed by the Angels again for four, and then they get the Mariners again. So uh, we're going to get a lot of Angels and Mariners over the next two weeks. Got to be loads and loads of fun seeing those teams constantly. Um, and then they, they go to uh, Colorado, face the Rockies, then they come home, they get two against the Diamondbacks and four against the Royals, and then they face the Angels again. And what's significant about those three Angels series that I just mentioned is Mike Trout is probably not going to be ready to play in any three of those series. And I believe that's 10 games against the Angels right there that you don't get Mike Trout. And uh, I, I think that that's a plus if you're an ace fan. If you're a baseball fan, obviously, you would like to see Mike Trout play more often than not. But as an ace fan, you would like the wins more. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time to be facing them. And then so that's 25 games right there. And if they can go like 18 and seven in those 25 games, which I mean, against those teams, I think that you should. 
could do. I know that divisional opponents are a little bit harder and stuff, but uh, if they win 18 and seven, let's let, let's let's shoot for 18 and seven right now. They'd be 44 and 26 at the end of that with a 628 winning percentage, and uh, they'd be sitting really really pretty. I, I gotta say. But uh, after those 25 games, then they get the Yankees in New York for three. And then they get uh, three series against Texas, one a week through the All-Star break. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun this next, uh, basically through the All-Star break. There's one series against the Yankees, one series against the Astros. And then everybody else is kind of like the Rangers or the other eight teams or, you know, six teams that I mentioned. So uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, but before I send it over to break here real quick, I do want to mention just real quick that uh, Alex Coffey talked with Oakland City Council President Nikki Fortunato uh, at The Athletic on, I think the article went up on Thursday. Um, it's basically just, you know, uh, I asked this and then they said this, I asked this, you know, it's like an interview format. Um, and it, I don't know what to make of this stuff, honestly. Uh, I think that I'm very invested and I'm very emotional when it comes to uh, uprooting the team that it's supposed to be rooted in Oakland and whatnot. But uh, it feels like both sides are posturing is how I'm reading it. I know that, you know, depending on which side you're kind of, I'm, I'm trying to approach it with a clear mind. And so I'm like, I, I read it as both sides could be lying all the time. I don't know what is actually true because one side, there's millions of dollars at stake. So uh, it didn't sound good for the prospect of keeping the A's in Oakland. But at the same time, there was a point when she was saying that she wanted to meet directly with uh, John Fisher. And John Fisher, obviously, squirrely dude, he does not want to meet with anybody. He just wants uh, his, his money to keep piling up and then he can swim through it like Scrooge McDuck. Uh, but he, he, she wanted to meet with him directly because he's a, des, a decision maker and she's a decision maker and uh, just the two decision makers making decisions together. And Dave Cavill's like, oh, I mean, I can meet with you again. She's like, I don't want that. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe we take what we can get right now and then we can get to John Fisher a little bit later. I don't know. Let's stop posturing. Let's try and make this thing happen. That, that would be wonderful. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. And uh, there's, you know, if you think that the A's are leaving, there's plenty of stuff to read on that. If you think the A's could stay, then there's plenty of stuff to read on that. It's hard to make, uh, you know, heads or tails of what's going on. So uh, I'm throwing my hands up in the air and just hoping for the best, I think. So if you want to read that, it's over at The Athletic. Uh, I believe the article title is uh, Alex Colifey Talks with Oakland City Council President Nikki Fortunato. I think that that's the actual title of the article. Uh but yeah, anyways, I digress. Uh, coming up, I'm talking about some minor league stuff like AJ Puck throwing darts and also Domingo Acevedo. Keep an eye on him. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Stongs, memes, rocket chips, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, and Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking stonks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. And Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That is W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N t.com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. I'm going live today, Friday at game time, uh, 6.36, let's call it. Uh, I will be there live in the Locker Room app and you can talk with me about Ace Baseball. It'll be lots of fun. And uh, if you don't want to talk to me, you know, with your voice, you can talk to me with your words and email me some questions at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into some minor league topics. Talk. Uh, first off, I talked about Jonah Brad on yesterday's podcast and what he's doing. And just uh, he's one of the best hitters in all of double A right now. And so uh, I, I reached out to him. I said I was going to and he is going to be talking with me on Monday. I'm not sure when I'm when I'm going to be posting that, but there's going to be video involved. It's going to be it's going to be a production. You guys, it's going to be lots and lots of fun. So you get to see this face. You get to see his face. You get to hear our voices. going to be lots of fun. Uh, and so that was all just me segueing to he had another home run today. His five home runs in 11 games played. He's he's just balling out. So we're going to talk about how, what the hell he's been up to and how he's doing it. So that should be a lot of fun. Keep an eye out for that next week. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss that. Uh, also, AJ Puck made his rehab appearance or his third rehab appearance with the Las Vegas Aviators on Thursday night. He went one inning, struck out one. I believe he threw nine pitches, was touching 93, according to Melissa Lockard. So uh, yeah, he's he had a fine outing. It, nothing much to report there. Uh, he has so far totaled three innings, given up three hits, one run, struck out five. Um, there's no timeline for when he could potentially return to Oakland. Uh, I'm assuming that since he just pitched on Thursday, when the beat reporters talked to Bob Melvin before Friday's game or today's game, uh, that they will get an update on, you know, Hey, when are we going to see AJ Puck again? Um, Maybe he gets another rehab start, but or rehab appearance, not a start, because it looks like they're grooming him for the bullpen right now. So uh, it, I, I'm saying probably next week is my guess, according to uh, if he gets one or two more outings, then he could probably still be there by the end of next week. But if the A's feel comfortable with how he's been doing and want to bring him up, then he could be there by the end of this weekend. Uh, it all depends on what they what they've been seeing, what the reports they're getting, and uh, how he's looking. So maybe he's there by the end of this weekend. Uh, I'm sure that we'll have a better timeline for when he'll be back in Oakland and in the A's bullpen uh, coming up on Friday uh, as soon as the beat reporters talk to him. So stay locked in with Lockdown A's and uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I also want to talk about Domingo Acevedo because he has been absolutely on fire. As of late, uh, in Thursday's game for the Aviators, he went one inning, struck out three. This season, he has six innings pitched. He has allowed five hits. He's allowed two runs. So, you know, he's he's doing okay. But he's also struck out 12 batters so far. And uh, that is... That's not bad. I got one guy that's actually doing better than that. But Domingo Acevedo, former Yankee top prospect and potential bullpen piece for the Oakland Athletics this season, maybe as early as like July. I'm sure that they want to see him sustain this for a little bit longer. And it's not, you know, oh, five appearances with a new organization and, you know, with uh, the tricks that we've had or whatever we've, uh, you know, helped you uh, accomplish this season. Uh, let's just bring you up. I think that they want to see him do it over a couple of months and then uh, maybe we see him come up and, you know, do some bullpen work for the Oakland A's. That should be a lot of fun. But I do want to point out that eight of his the last nine outs that he's recorded have been via the strikeout. So he is just mowing guys down and missing bats, hitting spots, doing whatever he needs to do to get that K. 
Gotta love that. And uh, on Fangraphs, he had a 16.2 strikeouts per nine before striking out the side in this game. So he had been absolutely on fire. And now he's I, I, he struck out everybody, I think, is uh, <laughs> the rate that he's at right now. Uh, and just uh, one other thing from that game. I know that it got out of hand. I think it was like 16 to 8, the Aviators won. So good job for them. But uh, Francisco Pena, he had seven RBI in this game. And according to the game notes, he is the first Las Vegas player with seven RBI in a game since Pete Alonzo, who set the rookie home run record uh, just a couple of years ago. So yeah, that's a thing that you can put Francisco Pena and Pete Alonzo on the same list for is number of RBI in one AAA game. So uh, I don't know that he has the same upside as Pete Alonzo, but maybe, maybe we should find out. <laughs> Uh, but let's go over to Stockton real quick. I just want to give you a quick update. Haven't talked about him this week, and that's Robert Twasson. Uh, he has a he's recorded a hit in two of his last three games, which is good. He's still hitting below 100. Uh, again, he's very young and he's brand new to professional baseball at this level. He hasn't you know played in college or high school or anything like that. He's come from overseas. This is his first time, so let's give him a let's give him a long, long leash. Give him the whole season. See how he's doing at the end of the year and not, you know, two weeks into his first exposure to low A ball. So uh, that's what I, I'm prefacing this with. I just want to update you on one of the ace top prospects. That's all that I'm doing here. So he's got a hit in two of his last three. He's also K'd seven times in those three games, which is not great. And on the season, he has 24 strikeouts and 36 at-bats. That's really, really high. And uh, that stinks. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's, a, it's a process. Developing baseball players is a process and kind of a crapshoot. That's what they always say. It's a crapshoot. But let's move on to happier things, and that's in Lansing right now. Uh, Michael Goldberg hit his third home run of the season, and I, I put the video of this on from somebody else uh, on our Instagram page. So go through our stories. Watch the video that is, uh, I think, our second uh, thing in our story right now, because the bat flip is amazing. He takes like six or seven steps. He gets like very far out of the batter's box. And then he sees it go down and he just flips it with authority. And it was amazing. Uh, one of my, that's my favorite kind of bat flip, I think, is one of those. Um, or maybe like the gentle put down, but just the flip with authority. Love that. Great stuff from Michael Goldberg on that one. He went two for three with two RBI, three runs scored and a walk in that game. So uh, he's having a pretty decent season. Love to see it. He's a former teammate of Kyle McCann at Georgia Tech. Uh, I learned that doing my research on Kyle McCann. So that was fun. Um, also, uh, the 2019 20th round pick for the A's, Jack Weisenberger. It's kind of similar to Rosenbacher, only not. Um, he made his first appearance of more than one inning in this game. He went one and two thirds innings and he struck out all five batters he faced. No walks, no hits, just straight darts, struck out all five in his in, in getting five outs. That's all that he needed to do, and he did it. And on the season, he has thrown six and two-thirds innings pitched and struck out 17 batters. He's given up two hits, one run, and zero walks. That's a, that's a, you love seeing zero walks with that many strikeouts. That's good stuff right there. That's Corbin Burns. The A's got Corbin Burns right here and Jack Weisenberger. Uh, I'm just, I'm saying that 
halfway, halfway jokingly, I don't know enough about him to say that he's the next Corbin Burns, but let's go with it. Um, and also, he's he's uh, he's he's hit two guys. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. He has hit two batters, but he has zero walks, so that is a plus. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the minor league recap that I'm going with for today. It's a little bit of sad stuff, a little bit of fun stuff, a little bit of a uh, hey, tune in next week because Jonah Bride's a baller. So that's what we got going on right now. Coming up on the program, I'm updating you on how the Angels have been this season. Uh, they haven't been great. So tune in for uh, the, me just burying them for like six or seven minutes. Uh, so stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar and they have nine delicious flavors. I've gone over them before, but my favorite has to be raspberry. I love raspberry. Mint brownie, it's it's close. Cherry, also close, but raspberry is my favorite. And if you don't have a favorite, then all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com and try a mixed box where they will send you two of each of the nine core flavors. And then you can also poke around and see what seasonal flavors they have, like birthday cake or coconut brownie chunk. Those two are also delicious, and all of these bars are just jam-packed with protein. They're great after workout uh meal treats i've heard uh if you like working out uh then there you go you got a you got a delicious treat after your meal it might even get you to to actually do the workout because you get this delicious tasting built bar right afterwards and they're jam-packed with protein they get 17 or 18 grams depending on which flavor you're having there's not a ton of calories there's not a ton of sugar they're great for the keto diet they're covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and easy to chew they are delicious so all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you can. Those are always very much appreciated. Love seeing five-star reviews. Uh, one stars, not so much. So five-star reviews. But uh, and you can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Again, I'm going live today, Friday at game time. So 6.36, let's call it. Uh, talking about uh, Shohei Otani and Jared Walsh, who I will be talking about here in just one minute but first let's go into the pitching matchups for this game or for this entire series uh on friday night you got jose quintana against james caprillion and after what james caprillion did in boston against one of the better offenses in baseball uh seeing him come home to anaheim or you know close enough 27 minutes away from home or where he was born but it's close enough i think that he's gonna have a pretty strong outing in anaheim against Jose Quintana. And then on Saturday, you got Dylan Bundy, who's been struggling. I'll get into that here in a second against Chris Bassett. And uh, Chris Bassett, I think that he's probably going to have a good game. And then you got uh, Andrew Heaney against Shamanaya. This one should be interesting. I'm I'm intrigued by this one, but uh, let's get into the Angels just as a whole real quick. Right now, they're 19 and 25 after splitting a doubleheader with the Minnesota Twins on Thursday. Uh, they scored 10 runs. They gave up like six. So... That's that's just kind of Angels baseball right now. Hopefully they outscore you by a whole bunch of runs and then they're going to allow some runs too. So that's how they're that's how they roll right now. But uh, let's get into Friday starter Jose Quintana. He has completed five innings just once this season. He is 0-3 with an 853 ERA. Uh, he, he has not been good. And the A's got some righties that like to eat. So I'm hoping for a lot of runs scored by the A's against Jose Quintana on Friday. That's why we're going live on Locker Room on Friday because I want to see a bloodbath. 
<laughs> Usually I go live for like perfect games or no hitters, you know, when Shamanai is pitching. But you know what? I'll go. I'll tune in for a bloodbath too. Why not? Dylan Bundy, who was actually fantastic, uh, mostly against the A's last year. He is currently 0-5 this season with a 6-0-2 ERA. And par- partially because he's been blown up in his last two starts where he's uh, in in total gone seven and a third innings between two starts. I think one was four, one was three and a third. So uh, not great. And he's given up 13 earned runs. That is, uh, I believe, an 18 ERA, right around an 18 ERA. Uh, so yeah, he he has not had it the last two starts. Hopefully the A's uh, don't fix him because that would be terrible because they're going to have to face him over the next couple of weeks. Then you got Andrew Heaney on Sunday. He is one for three. So the three guys that they are facing this weekend are one for 11 on the season right now. They're one and 11 on the season. And Andrew Heaney is one for three with that one win. Uh, he, he has a 531 ERA and he gives up home runs in bunches. So if you see him give up one home home run, you might see him give up three. He either gives up uh, one, zero, or three home runs this season. And uh, the A's got some power bats. They can get those home runs in bunches. And so that's what I'm looking for against Andrew Heaney, another another lefty. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, one thing that I am intrigued by is uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I looked them up and I didn't write them down. But uh, both Shohei Otani and Jared Walsh, the Angels' two best hitters right now for the entire season, but also, you know, right now, uh, they have struggled against lefties. They're not nearly as good as they usually are, like against righties. Uh, and Shamanaya is a lefty. I know Otani's got some power against lefties. He's, you know, doing okay, but his batting average is like 200. So uh, if they can not, if they can miss his bat, then they should be okay. He still strikes out at like 25% or whatever and walks like 3% of the time against lefties. So, uh, Shamanaya, he's got, if he can avoid those two bats, if all three of the A's pitchers can avoid those two bats, they've got a very, very good chance in this series. And I know you're asking, what about David Fletcher? That guy's a nuisance. The nuisance, David Fletcher, he has not been good this season. And, uh, that is, that is joy to my ears, but I also know that the A's like to wake people up. They have people that like to hunt them like David Fletcher. And right now, uh, he, he's looking very, very mortal. Uh, almost Elvis Andrews esque if you want to go that way, he has a 58 WRC plus and Elvis Andrews, uh, on his hot streak right now, 10 game hitting streak. 11 game hitting. He's got so many hits. It's two. I can't count that high, you guys. He, he just keeps racking up the hits. Elvis Andrews, heart of the offense right now. <laughs> he is a 36 WRC plus. So uh, David Fletcher has not been great. He's still 22% above Elvis Andrews. But again, that's not a very high bar. So that's what we're dealing with with David Fletcher right now. And uh, I'm hoping that he... Uh, continues to sleep. I, I That's what I'm really hoping for from David Fletcher this weekend. But uh, let's get into Shohei Otani and Jared Walsh. They're basically the entire offense right now. They get some, you know, bursts from uh, like Taylor Wardsman. He had a nice uh, doubleheader. I think he went three for six with a home run on Thursday. Uh, Kurt Suzuki not doing it right now. Uh, every now and then, you know, Justin Upton's good for a home run or something like that, but they don't have a ton of guys that you really worry you in this lineup outside of Otani and Jared Walsh. And heading into yesterday's game, because uh, Fangrass have not updated their stats when I went to record, so this is heading into yesterday's game, and they both only played one game in the doubleheader, so really we're missing one game. But uh, before yesterday's game, in their last seven, 
Shohei Otani had a 272 WRC plus in his last seven, and Jared Walsh had a 178 WRC plus in his last seven. So they've been very, very good. That's a hundred or 172% above league average in seven games for Otani and 78% above league average for Jared Walsh. Uh, other than that, they had like one guy, and I think it was Justin Upton who was like at 110 or 115 or something like that. Uh, and everybody else is uh, well below. I think the Kurt Suzuki was like at 13. They got like Jose Iglesias. He might have been negative. Uh, so they had a lot of struggling guys. And without Mike Trout, this this team has some holes. And I mean, they already had a lot of holes with Mike Trout. So we'll see what the A's can do. Uh, that. It looks like it's on a platter for them. They got to win at least two out of three of these games. And I know that they're divisional games and those are always tougher, but you got to win it. I I went through all of their next eight series. They got to win most of those series that that's just how it is right now. If they want to, you know, keep the angels or the, uh, the Astros out of the playoffs, you got to win two out of three out of all of those uh, and three out of four, if you get, you know, four games. So uh, I think that that's kind of, going to be the key. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next three and a half weeks is winning these games. I mean, that's kind of what we talk about every day, but these games are uh, a lot more up their wheelhouse and they've been playing fairly well. They beat the uh, the uh, Red Sox two out of three. They beat uh, Tampa Bay. They're playing them hard. They're playing Toronto hard. It's just the Astros that are giving them trouble right now. So uh, just go out and win. win a bunch of series. That's what we want to see from the A's from for the next month, let's call it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. But if you want to hear some more sports talk, all you got to do is tune in to the Locked On Today podcast where they're asking the question, are Suns fans disappointed that they have to face the Lakers? Uh, you can get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, I'm going to take a stab at that question real quick and just say, yes, I think that they are in fact disappointed that their number two seed gets to face the defending NBA champions in the Lakers. Uh, But really, you should go listen to their expert analysis because that's my initial take. They may actually change my mind. I have not listened to this episode yet, so I'm very excited for when that one drops. But uh, yeah, that's it for me today, you guys. I'll be talking to you next week. But until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you on Monday. (laughs) 